Hello and welcome to the latest Science and Sport podcast. I'm your host Matt Solomon and today I'm delighted to be joined by Yannick van der Schee. This podcast is brought to you by Hawking Dynamics, the world leader in innovative force plate technology. Hawking Dynamics takes a user-centric approach featuring a fully customizable cloud-based software that allows users to easily digest and analyze complex force plate data. The technology is constantly evolving, much like an app update for your iPhone. They communicate with users on a daily basis to make their system better. In addition to all of that, they also offer some of the most competitive prices for bilateral force plates on the market. And they're the only force plate company offering a completely wireless system. So, if you want to find out more, check out their easy intro to force plate section at www.hawkingdynamics.com forward slash blog. So, without further ado, it's time to welcome Yannick onto the show. So, Yannick, welcome to the Science of Sport podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Pleasure to be here. Very excited and very honoured to be here. Ah, good, good. So, um, can you give us a quick introduction as to who you are and what you've been up to until now? Sure. Um, my name is uh, Yannick van der Schee. I'm Dutch, 29 years old. I'm from Eindhoven, from the south of the Netherlands. Um, studied my bachelor's of sports in Eindhoven as well. And currently, I'm an SSC coach at the first team of PSV Eindhoven. So, what kind of uh, day-to-day tasks have you got as uh, as SSC coach for the first team now? Uh, the day-to-day tasks, we have the pre-activation, the strength training, the pitch conditionings, uh, as well as the team sessions, as well as the individual sessions. So, yeah, mainly just... Um, make sure that our guys are physically well-prepared to compete in the Eredivisie and in the international competitions. Fantastic. And that's what we're going we're gonna to dive into a little bit today, um, looking at how uh, you prepared for that over the long COVID break. So um, if you look at the, the competition demands and what you now have to, um, to basically uh, have as a physical output, um, what are the demands and how long was your break before you had to, to come into this competition? Uh, yeah, so we, we played our last match at the, the, the 8th of March, uh, Groningen away, which was funnily enough also our first match when we when we got back into competition. Um, the competition demands, we we, uh, we have a set of data, of course, which we which we always use, um, which is not my cup of tea to, to, to measure, by the way, <laughs> with someone else who is much smarter with, with data analysis than, than I am. Um but yeah, we know our parameters. We know the kilometers they run. We know we have the high intensity distance that they run per match, uh, the acceleration, deceleration, which they, which they do. Uh, and from there on, we, we try to to prepare them for for that in a yeah in a training session. Uh, of course, the tactics also play a big role. So it's always a bit general. It's not like you have a hundred meter sprint in that time, so we can compare it to that. Um, but yeah, those those general parameters are the one we use to 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 work our way through and to to prepare them to be physical, yeah, optimal to compete in the from match to match. And how does that look uh, now on a weekly basis for you? Because you have to compete in both the Eredivisie and the Europa League. Um, so first, congratulations for getting through last night. That was really good. Um, but uh, how do you then make sure that your players are fit then for those two games at least in one week? Um, yeah, we have, uh, we had quite a long break with quite a long break. We also had quite a long, uh, preparation phase. 
we know we knew already when we got into the COVID pandemic that we got a new head coach, or we're going to have a new head coach. He started on the 20th of July, uh, and he will bring a, he would bring an, a complete new style of playing, and not new like new new, but new for us. Uh, with pressing high up the pitch, so we knew like yeah, we had pressure everywhere, which which asked more from us from the acceleration deceleration part and more from yeah total total physique from the guys. So we knew that that um, we had to prepare the guys for that. So so what we did was of course after the pandemic, um, yeah, we had to bring the fitness levels back up, uh, which we did slow and easy to be honest. So we start with just uh, the, the, yeah the aerobic capacity and, and worked our way through to the anaerobic capacity, but we, like energy system development wise. Um, but we also took things from the other side. Like if if you have energy system which is good, that's nice. But the movement quality should be nice as well. So we also worked our way like okay deceleration mechanics, uh, acceleration mechanics, and make sure that the mechanics were uh, better. Which, if they are better, then they use less energy, and you can save energy more often uh, during the game. So this was a little bit of uh, like a small summary of our approach um, during this during this uh, yeah six weeks of COVID break, which we are. Um, so uh, you had six weeks of uh, of break after COVID, and then how long was your your preseason? Yeah, sorry, I will, I will explain a little bit. We yeah. we had the eighth of March was the was the last uh, match we played. Yeah. Uh, then of course we went in, into a pandemic and we couldn't train at all, so everyone was in quarantine and I was back at, at home. Um, then the fourth of May, we had our first session uh, in a six week period until the fourteenth of June. So we had two months of yeah doing practically. Yeah, nothing with with home schedules and 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 some video calls, one on one training sessions. Uh, we we uh, uh, supplied the guys with with um, dumbbells and stuff from our gym. Uh, so it, yeah, it was really we really had to be creative to to get low to the guys. This is also when we start the fourth of May to to start yeah to start really easy because we didn't know exactly at which level everyone was. Because yeah, you can write a schedule, but you know, yeah, sometimes they do it, and sometimes sometimes they don't. And, uh, they do it halfway, or they don't like it, or yeah, you, you never know. And when you ask them, they, they all did it. So yeah, we 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 were a little bit cautious in that. Um, then we had a six weeks um, training schedule where we trained four times a week, but also still with a lot of restrictions because we could only train with three people at one side of the pitch and six people in total so we had to be very creative in our in our load and, and of course yeah you don't have only six players we had 26 so we had to divide them in four or five groups we had the ramadan kicking in which we had to uh, take into account so yeah it was a, a fun puzzle <laughs> a real good puzzle very much so but um, yeah, that's that's the way we worked around it and tried to with uh, demands uh, the competition demands in mind and knowing that there will be a new uh, German coach who loves the gig and pressing uh, like Klopp is doing with Liverpool. Um, yeah, that those were the things we had to take uh, take into account and have in mind when training and, and build them back up again after the yeah the, the pandemic which we all suffered. 
And um, when was your first uh, competition game then? Because you obviously going through the Europa League qualifiers, that's, uh, that's a long process too. Um, when did yeah. you start? Uh, yeah, we start with a new coach on the 20th of July and we had eight weeks of pre-season, which is yeah, pretty solid, pretty much. Um, uh, and the first match against FC Groningen, it was the first official match. We have practice matches in between, of course, but you, know, you see them most of the times as a, as a yeah, intensive training session. Um, and the first match against Groningen was the 13th of August. So yeah, eight weeks of, of pre-season with a lot of practice matches. Which were much needed, by the way. <laughs> also, we had the jewels were not allowed in the beginning, so I think for some guys it was really a four, four to five months of playing soccer without jewels. So it was a little bit they had to get used to playing a jewel again, and it was like yeah, for some for some guys it was really like Bambi on ice, like getting into <laughs> a jewel and shit, I get a hit and what do I do now? And oh shit, this hurts more than I'm used to. And yeah, it would, so it was really good to to play a lot of. Play a lot of practice matches there in between. And um, when you started uh, with that first game against Gronje, um what what was the Europa League like at that stage? Did you have uh, immediately two games a week, or did you build up into that a little bit? No, we had some time to build up. We uh, we played a lot of matches. We also tried to, to to plan a match like the day after a match. So we have like two matches uh, straight after each other. Of course, uh, regulated the, the the playing minutes and so forth. Um, but we played against Groningen, we played against Emma, so that was from Sunday to Saturday, and then after Emma we had our first match away to Slovenia. So yeah, you could say you didn't have much time to get used to it, but we we, we tried to, to, to periodize it also a little bit in the um, in the training and in the preseason. But yeah, match-wise, officially, we had two matches from, from weekend to weekend and then straight away we went to, on Wednesday we went to Slovenia to play and against Mora. This podcast is also brought to you by Flex. Flex is the latest product to enter the velocity-based training market developed by the team at Gymware. Flex is the only laser-based training system available and it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub-500 US dollar category. It's wireless, portable, and it's super user-friendly. Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from the competition at flexstronger.com. And how did you... um try to prepare for that during preseason because obviously that's a very difficult situation to to get so much uh, volume and intensity into the training um how did you then yeah account for the fact that you'd be training twice uh, sorry playing twice a week um yeah we had a lot of things to, to to get used to which is also a big opportunity of course because we had a new head coach and he brought a new fitness coach and uh yeah, this this brought us some new opportunities to to start with a clean sheet, and uh, we trained almost every day, twice a day. We did a lot of strength sessions, uh, far more than we're used to, or we were used to do in the in the years before. So two, three, some four, sometimes four times a week, we did a strength session, um, as well inside as outside. So also on the pitch with resistance bands, resistance bands, movement quality wise, uh, that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, the the 
the fun thing is that the new coach is, is using a tactical periodization, so we come a little bit in second place. Like physical comes after the tactical part, which is good though. Um, you have the data of the training, you know what they do. You can see which systems are overloaded the most, and and, and that's where you where you add up where you think they need a little bit more or a little bit less. Um, so yeah, this is kind of where we where we started from like building structure building strength training building pitch training doing the football sessions and, and just start away and see how they react uh this went quite well the first two weeks the third week we had a bit of a of, of a struggle in, in in everyone's enthusiasm we were a bit cautious in the in the first two weeks but it was like the the cows are getting back into the meadow after 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 the winter break, <laughs> and everyone was so happy that it w- went well and it was fun and the weather was nice and and that's where we were a bit enthusiastic. So we had to step down a little bit, but yeah, luckily we had those eight weeks, so we 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 could allow ourselves some some time into the middle to to step down a little bit and take a little bit of the load and and get some days off in between. So it was yeah. In the end, I think we did quite a good job. Excellent. Through. Excellent. And how is that for you then as a, a strength and conditioning coach to be in a situation where maybe you trained um, twice a week, for example, in the gym um, and going up to four days a week of, uh, of strength training? Um, yeah. What? How is that different for you? Uh, yeah, for me, it was quite fun, actually, because the the, um, the past coach I was working with, they, they all saw the value or they all valued the, 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 the strength training and uh, but they valued the ball a little bit more, and which is always the case, of course. You work the football yourself, Matt, and it's, it's the, the ball is always the most important thing. Uh, and, and try to get the time to work with the guys is, is, is sometimes a bit hard. Um, but this coach was it's really like, yeah, in, in, in the afternoon we will play with the ball, and in the morning you can have them. So you have all the time, you know, take all the time you need, and it brings a certain certain rest into your session where you can just work easily and work quality and, and yeah build in structure which which we, we we profit now where the guys are used to doing like a one hour strength session with when we do a, a, a good proper 30 45 minute strength session they think like oh it's it's quite short it's good it's easy <laughs> yeah so um for me it was yeah it was quite nice i could i could i could uh I could perform the exercises I want. I have a free, quite a free role with the new uh, SSC coach who is really open for discussion. So it's a really nice uh, communication, real nice uh, working together. So yeah, not much to complain, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> excellent. I'm yeah, sure there's a lot of people yeah. very, very jealous in football of, uh, of that kind of freedom and those possibilities. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, out, out of interest, how did that look for you um, in a in a week? So, you're going to plan four sessions. Um, I imagine there's a, a reasonable mo- amount of um, uh, of kind of like a speed power work, um, and uh, not huge amounts of uh, of strength and hypertrophy. But how does that how does that look in your uh, week planning? Um, the first three three to four weeks we were planning on, on some hypertrophy and some functional hypertrophy and, and, and we did a lot of, of, of power work like uh, or strength work sorry um, starting with the upper body starting with full body uh, depending also on what the what the what the coach planned for his sessions um, but it could also be like the first two days of the week were, were more in the gym and gym based 
and the, the the third strength training was outside with sleds or with with um, with resistance bands and so forth, bullet belts, the 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 like yeah everything you can imagine. And yeah, the fourth, to be honest, we had it once or twice, which was like most of the time when the guy said like okay, optional session, uh, big arm Sunday, something like that, <laughs> a little bit more gimmicky, but but yeah fun anyway to put it in and, and uh to to yeah to implement it when we have some time left or so spare time. Uh so yeah beginning of the week is mostly the strength. Also when we when we did the matches on the weekend, also the practice matches on the weekend and the strength was in the beginning of the week, uh like more general the, the specific strength with the sleds and stuff came more at the end of the week and also after the, the the leg session uh, did the like to to how do you say to transfer it from from uh from from gym to pitch um and yeah we see strength session also as as a as a movement quality session like like having the the elastic capacity work with with uh, change of direction and that type of stuff and that's more towards game day um before every practice match we did like the bullet belt work just to get them fired up for the match so yeah that's pretty much the, the plan of the week cool that's all. It's, it's really interesting it's great to see that that's uh that's valued so much as well uh at psv um so with such a long break um obviously that's a downside most of the time um but what kind of opportunities did that then provide you uh in terms of strength conditioning um, yeah, it was a rough time, of course, for 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 everyone. The staying at home and and the restrictions that it brought. Um, although there are, of course, opportunities that it brings. The the first one for me, uh, the, the most important one, that it, it stimulates creativity. <laughs> you have to think about things that you normally don't think about, and and for every uh, option you bring, there are three reasons to don't do it. Um, so you have to be creative. Um, that's of course for me uh, an interesting one. Uh, I think uh, personally for the players, the personal development as well physically as mentally is, is is very important. So they had some time to think about where they are now. Uh, uh, yeah, the mental part is, is different for for a lot of guys. Some went into faith, into into personal development, into yeah whatever. And some guys came back after the break that I thought, okay, yeah, you you have not been. Uh, playing around you really worked on your on your physique like they at some time they they decided to 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 take the opportunity of no matches and to yeah really like pump it up which is in, in, in one way you think i'm yeah, not not specific but it was really really nice to see that they uh they took some work from me so they they, they brought a new a new physique back to the club i think that, that also saves a lot of work in season as well and um, when yeah. you have that that eight weeks, then you can focus far more on uh, the one percenters and the things that which may uh, make a small difference as opposed to getting them generally uh, back in shape. Um, but with that, uh, with then the fact that you are now playing two matches a week um, and you have the Europa League, which has added a, a number of games on, um, how do you ensure that your players are fresh for each game? Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. For us, the or for me personally, the freshness is always a very abstract, uh, abstract, abstract thing. 
like you know when are you fresh it's like yeah you, you have your rpe scores and you say how do you feel and they, they always say yeah good i feel good okay and how good and we now use the rpe score from from zero to seven and they say five and say why it's not a six yeah because i feel five and yeah it's it's you know how it is and, and the, the for me the most important thing is the the, the listen feel and adapt it's like I, I like to spend time in the morning with the guys at, at the breakfast uh, table and, and, and try to listen how they feel and what, what are they talking about and are they talking at all and are they talking a lot and is that normal that they don't talk a lot because they're quiet always or yeah more more this the, their mood to see like yeah how do they feel and it's more of a feeling and, and listening and, and adapt to that um, of course we build in a tapering period. And of course, we did our physical uh, work. We, we lowered it, and, and uh, we trained shorter with a high, higher intensity, and tried to, to yeah, really prepare. Um, but those three things: listen, feel, adapt. Those are the three things for me very important. Uh, one other thing is that we we really uh, built in those eight weeks, uh, like really hammered it in, like a pre-activation and regeneration routine for each player. So that was that was sometimes a struggle um, because it was new, and and the pre-activation was quite okay because yeah, just thirty minutes and faster in the in the gym and they're doing a the thing and you can pick someone out and work on it. But yeah, after the the second session and they're smashed and they they want to go home and it's hot, it's thirty five degrees and you say yeah, let's go for foam roll, let's go for regeneration and they're like no. Please yeah. not. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, that was a little bit of a of a struggle, and still is sometimes. But yeah, we see now that that it that it really works, and it gets into their routine. And, and after yesterday, we had a tough game against a really physique and really good opponent in, in Norway. And uh, yeah, the guys were smashed after the game, also. But they they yeah immediately recognized like yeah, we have two days off. We are not off. We have two days with no game, and then we have to play again. So tomorrow we fly. So yeah, we have to take every percentage of of, of regeneration to to recover our body. And if every percentage that helps helps us to get yeah, to be fresh or fit or whatever again for the for the for the next match. So so that was I think those two like we did a tapering like everyone. You, you trained a lot and you, you, you kind of build it down towards the first matches uh, and then you have the, the listening, feeling, adapting, seeing like what, what what's going on, huh? how do they feel? Because yeah, not not every load is in the training. Um, and and the, the, how do you say, the routines we, we created with the pre-activation and regeneration, which are now starting to pay off. And I, mean, I imagine as well that the, the regeneration stuff after a session or after a long day allows them to, to sit, roll, lie down, um, have a chat, have a laugh together and mentally for, uh, for, as a team, that can be really beneficial that you kind of, you, you switch down from the, the really high intensity, high, uh, neural drive activities and you can kind of get back into that. Okay. Yeah. Now I need to recover and relax and sleep mode. Um, but also just have a laugh as a team where you say, okay, yeah, that was difficult, but we enjoyed it and we're still mates. And yeah, if I kicked you in the training, sorry, and uh, get all those little things out of the way before the next, uh, the next day. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, yeah, for me, freshness is a really mental thing. It's, it's, of course you have, you have a high physical thing in there. If you, if you, if you smash, then you still have fatigue everywhere in your body, then you, then you're not fresh. You cannot talk about fresh, but 
um, at some point your body will not be fresh anymore. At Sunday, we we some guys will play the, the fourth game in, in in twelve or thirteen days. Yeah, you you will feel that, and then then the mental part kicks in. You have to step over it, and and like you say, then then the teammates and the team feeling and the spirit and how you feel is is the most important thing. And if you then have someone who kicked you and you look at him and think like, oh shit, I don't want to play with you or you <laughs> fire each other up and that's what happened yesterday. Like they fire each other up and they help each other when it gets tough and, and that's the thing, yeah. You need also in team sport, you're 11 guys and you have to do it with, with all 11. You cannot do it alone. Absolutely, so yeah, that's def- definitely a very, a very good part of the, of the regen. Fantastic. So uh, before I chew your ear off too much and uh, and we just enjoy talking about uh, SNC in, uh, in football, um, the most difficult question that we can imagine is what is the one thing that you can see or do which the rest of the world can learn from? Yes, that is a difficult question. I don't see myself as, as a guy that that does things completely different or does does things that are that no one ever thought of you know it, it's just uh, i like to do the things that are there and i do it good and uh, or i try to do it good sorry and, and uh, for me the, the communication and and the, with, with my athletes is, is my is my is my main weapon like uh you know they i try to make sure that that, that my guys believe what what are the most important pillars and uh, that that things that I value that they value and that they do it and of course there are multiple ways to roam and uh, there are multiple ways to achieve things but I have certain ways that I like uh, which I believe in and I try to to make sure that they buy into that and, and create a culture around it with with the squad that yeah that they that they perform at top level um, so yeah nothing really new or differently there but just communication and, and the most thing most important thing listening for me are the, are the most important ones I talk openly to everything uh, no one at least believes knows what settles them uh, try to make the gym and, and, and the SSC room and the SSC training feel like home I know this sounds a little bit like yeah, it shouldn't be your home you should work hard but yeah that's the only thing if I know what settles them and I know what makes them feel like home I know uh, how to get them out of their comfort zone and, and, and uh pull them out of there and, and, and try to develop the things that they've never done before and then create a structure around it which which uh, uh, yeah which I, which I spoke about just yet like have the training sessions have the region have your pre-activation and, and keep developing every every single day May, that's, that's, uh, funny, the, that's, that's that's good funny, advice the, yeah that's that's <laughs> the thing I do advice. I don't I don't think that's really new or innovative but just try to no, I think uh, I think it's uh, an interesting insight to see that you try and make the gym uh, for the people who need that feel like a, a welcoming environment, and for others maybe it's uh, it's an environment where you're fired up and you uh, you're on on edge to to perform. But it's uh, it's great to see that you can individualize that um, that communication that personal approach to give people exactly what they need. So uh, I think that's excellent advice. Yeah, we we have a lot of different players, you know, and and uh, in football it, it's quite conservative. The, the gym wasn't always there, and it's not there for very long. So uh, yeah, as I said, a lot of guys just want to play with the ball, and uh, which is fine. But yeah, I want I also want them to see playing with the ball because that's what they do best, and that's what I enjoy also. 
but I want him to play with the ball not only today but for over 20 years and that's the thing that we try to uh, to achieve mate absolutely great so uh, Yannick massive thanks for your time today I really appreciate it it's been a pleasure yeah thanks to you Matt and that's it once again a massive thanks to Yannick for all of his hard work on today's podcast I really appreciate it and I'm sure you do at home too before you leave, I want to point you in the direction of our free agility mini course. That's going to be around two hours of great content on all you need to know about agility. So if you're listening to this as a team sports strength conditioning coach, be sure to get that one downloaded for free using the link in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to give it a like and a share on social media. If you share it on Instagram with how you're listening to the podcast, we'll be sure to get that one shared to our social media audience. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe using any of the senders which you're currently listening to. So that's it. Once again, a massive thanks for me. I'm Matt Solon for Science of Sport, and I'll speak to you next week.